What's going on, moms and dads? This is the Fade You Podcast, episode 165, here to talk some NFL week nine. Thanks for joining us, whether you're watching on Twitter, maybe you're watching on YouTube. Glad you're with us to preview another week in the NFL. Uh, After week nine, we'll be halfway through the regular season, which is crazy. But here we are. My name is Matthew James. Got some of the crew, most of the crew with us. We got Chris Duke here pulling into somewhere to get a beverage. So no surprise there. We got Kmart with us. We got Neil, the bucket boy here. We don't have Joe. Joe is uh, working, traveling, gambling, getting smashed in Las Vegas. So a little, I think we're all a little jealous of Joe, right? Oh, yeah. Joe's been Chris. Has Joe been on a couple heaters? Is that what we're hearing? Yeah, I guess he's just been absolutely murdering the. Uh, what has he been playing? The high card. He's got some six card flush. He's out having two thousand dollars steak dinners. God bless him. We're all jealous. <laughs> having all kinds of old fashions. Yeah, Joe's uh, Joe's living it up in Las Vegas. So good for good for Joe. Uh, we don't have him today, but we do have his pick. So let's move on and start talking about week nine. Um, super contest update. Everybody's still in pretty good shape. Nobody's under 50%. We did have some rough weeks last week. Joe's entry went one and four. Kyle and Neil, your entry went, was it two and three? So super contest update. Kmart and Neil bringing up the rear at 21, 18 and one. Still fine. Deece. Still fine. Dees. Imagine bringing up the rear. Leave my team of five and zero. Oh, they just didn't want to listen to me last week. Kmart did. Kmart. All, like, all his unbelievable. likes. And, all his likes and leans were spot on. Do you want to talk about it, Kmart? How much people? I don't, don't think we have. I don't think we we have enough time for that. But I mean, for everyone to know, I I was so adamant before I put. I was like, guys, I like Packers more than Bears. Like, like please, please, and. You know, we took out Niners, put in Giants, you know, that day as well. And what was the other one? I don't remember. Or no, 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 my, my apologies. We took out uh, the Niners and put in um, Detroit, even though I liked them. So, you know, a, a win for a loss. And then I was ad- adamant about the Seahawks over the Giants. So that was kind of the... Oh, well, what are you going to do? Chris talks about it all the time, how these uh, these picks contests to narrow what you like down to five is so, so difficult. How do you make sure you don't take out a lean that ends up being a winner and putting in a loser in its place? It's These pick five contests are so tough. It's, it's tough with four. I think two is probably... I mean, Matt, you do it with four. I don't know how you guys are doing so well. Like maybe because you're all brothers and you share a brain. But man, Neil and I were were cruising for a minute there. But now uh, I don't know. Maybe maybe we got to start drinking together or something. We need some cohesion. Well, you guys are the only two that have gone five and zero oh twice, right? 
Yeah, we've gone one and four twice, two and three twice. I mean, we've literally only had three weeks where we went over 500. Uh, Chris and Joe have both had a five and oh, they're both sitting at 25 and 15. So only four and a half back of the overall leader. And then I, I was not feeling great about ours on uh, Sunday afternoon after the soft Rams went up early and, uh, Ended up getting the Niners, ended up getting the Packers on Sunday night, ended up getting the Browns and a rocking chair winner on Monday night. So I'm sitting at 26 and 14. My entry's been crazy. We've gone uh, four and one twice, and we've gone three and two six of the other eight weeks. So just nice and steady. We're right within striking distance, three and a half back of the, the idiot who's leading this thing. So we're going to try to keep it going. And, uh, I finally took the lead over Joe, so that means I'm I'm batting leadoff today. And this is a really tough week because there are more teams on a bye this week than there have been any other week. There are six teams on a bye. We have fewer games. We have three double-digit spreads, so perilous everywhere. And I, I've gone back and forth on several games there's a couple that I truly think that anything could happen. Either side could win. And the one that I'm going to go with, I have no problem being on Cincinnati this week. And I hope I'm not stealing one from Kmart. A few weeks ago, the Carolina Panthers were catching 12 and a half or 13 at the LA Rams. What's happened since then? The Panthers have gone home and beaten Tampa Bay. The Panthers have gone on the road, have had a miracle comeback to go to overtime against Atlanta. They lose a heartbreaker in overtime. They're on the road again. Cincinnati just looked absolutely god-awful on Monday Night Football. I am willing to take complete advantage of that. The Bengals' defense, they do lose one of their corners. Was it a torn Achilles or torn ACL, Kmart? I, I don't even know. I was out, I was out trick-or-treating. <laughs> oh, God, that's right. <laughs> Jesus. So, since he loses a corner, Hendrickson's been a little banged up, but this Bengals defense is still a major step up from what Carolina faced last week down in Atlanta, who can't cover anybody and can't get any pressure. I expect the Bengals to bounce back very strong, and I'm happy to get a little bit of line value and lay the seven with Joe Burrow and the Bengals this week. Okay, Mart, I want your take because the Bengals are typically your team that you pay a lot of attention to. Do you like this as a bounce back spot against a much, much weaker opponent? Well, it's funny. On on Monday, you know, I wrote down a whole list of, you know, games I'm gonna I'm gonna look at for this week. And one of them in there I put down this game. And when the line opened at eight and a half, I was like, huh, that's that's a lot. And then I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna, I'm not even gonna overthink it. Just gonna kind of wait until this contest line comes out. But pretty much exactly what you said this morning. I was kind of reviewing that game, getting ready to talk about something tonight. Wasn't gonna be the one I was gonna discuss, but it was, you know, one I had on, you know, the <laughs> in the back just in case. Um but yeah, I mean only having to lay seven look like shit. I share your sentiments as well. Panthers, gritty, you know, should have won last week, but didn't. But I think it's just a not so fast. Uh, Chris says it the best. Trust the line, lay it. You know that's that's definitely one. If my team cannot find you know a fifth, I'll probably say, hey guys, let's just not even think about it and throw in these Bengals. 
anyone else have any thoughts on on either side of this one? Carolina covered too straight, scrappy, definitely playing better. Give them credit. They would look like a dead team under rule. And this new guy, Wilkes, has at least got him playing hard. PJ is what he is, but is this one where the Bengal or the, the Panthers covering train comes to a screeching halt? Yeah, I don't know. If for for me, whenever you're laying a full touchdown, right, I think you want to be in a position where your team can sort of grind out that clock and not give the other team an extra possession. And the one thing that struck me, it was a pretty, like, I mean, we touched on it. It was a very uninspired Cincinnati team on Monday. And is it Jamar Chase? It, who knows? On a mix and ran the ball eight times for 27 yards as a team. 10 attempts for 3.6. They haven't been able to run the ball at all. So I always get a little worried when you look at sort of how a game is going to play out, unless you're thinking that this is like a 20-point spot, which certainly it could be. I mean, I've offensively, even without Chase, you still have, you know, Higgins and Boyd who have been proven, you know, NFL wide receivers in this league. But it's like what you get the ball. I mean, Cincinnati gets the ball back with five minutes, nursing 10 points. It's going to go back to Carolina at some point. So, I don't know. They haven't, they still haven't right-sized their offensive line yet. And it would make me a little little nervous. But certainly, I, I like the, you know, the thought about uh, getting embarrassed on Monday night and coming back and going home. And, you know, certainly they are capable of laying a big number um, against a, an overrated, or overrated and overhyped Panther team right now. The one thing I would say about the Monday night game, and yes, they, they didn't really show up. There was some stuff that happened early in the game where Miles Garrett just made plays to force fumbles, cause turnovers. I think that that game is more of a credit to the Browns with at two and five. I mean, that's why I, I played the Browns season on the line, right? At two and five, you're at home on Monday night football. You absolutely have to have that game. And they played their best game of the season. So I, I think that was more of a play on the Browns and, and the Bengals were just victim to being in a, a home run spot there for Cleveland. So I, I'm not counting that one against them maybe as much. I think the popular narrative this week will be something's wrong with them. Chase is out and obviously he's the one that puts them over the top, but I think they can still be fine. All right, we'll move on. We have Joe from Vegas. Joe, thanks for making some uh, some time for us. How many chips you got in your pocket there, Dad? Uh, two purple ones. There you go. So, things That's are looking decent. Dece. Right. Yeah. yeah so I'll have to go down in uh well, I'm gonna shower real quick, change, and then go play some uh some table games for a minute, and then we have a top golf event at 8 p.m. So hopefully gonna get paid to drink for a minute and then go get paid to drink later. How black are you gonna get at top golf? Um, well, there's a lot of important people there, so it really depends. Um, probably afterward, blacking is going to be inevitable, but during the thing, I got to maintain. What's your morning tomorrow? Because I've, I've done two work trips to Vegas, and there's nothing more annoying than like 8 a.m. meeting the next morning after like the whole plan to go out. What's your morning tomorrow? Uh, well, it's SEMA, it's, a con- it's like the biggest automotive convention in the world, so. Um, I'm not working the booth. I'm not doing anything. I just got to be there around like nine or 10, but they don't really give a shit. If I, if I roll in later, I'll just say, Hey, I was looking at other booths. I don't know. 
It's not bad. Oh, it's not seen. bad at all. Yeah. So Joe, <laughs> let's uh, let's get a pick, Dad. So you you know coming off the tough week for you and you and Big Red, how are you guys? Where what are you looking at to rebound here? Uh, Bucks. That was the first one that caught my eye. I mentioned it on the podcast the other day. Got it at two, but I bet it again at three. I just think it's a horrible matchup for the Rams and that dog shit O-line. Fucking Chris Duke could play center for the Rams right now and probably be an upgrade. So um, I think Tampa Bay at some point's got to get right and they got to cover a spread, right? So why not this week? Interesting that the contest put that at uh, two and a half after that line did reach three for a couple days there. Even better. A little bit of a little bit of buyback on the Rams, which is surprising to me. Chris, let's you let's get you in here on your Rams. What do you got on this one? Right as we lose Chris's video. Uh fuck fuck the Rams. Uh, you would think they were the Super Bowl losers the way they're having this hangover. Um, they're playing like shit. We faded them last week. Niner cock, and uh, I like Joe's play. I don't know. These two teams, I was thinking to myself, I'm just – they're both so scum. I just don't know if I want to – I don't even know if they're worth a contest pick. I'd rather take some scum that's catching more points. But uh, sure as fuck, don't have any faith in my Rams right now, Matthew. Chris's <laughs> just Rams. Um, this line would, would get – severely affected if Cooper Cup were to miss the game. I think I saw – was he no practice or limited practice today? Did anybody catch that? He did some drills in the morning, but then he did not come out to practice in the afternoon. How much is he moving a line, though? I think a lot. Yeah, I think it's like a – offense? For that Rams team? Yeah, for the Rams. I mean, yeah. I, I, mean, he's, I don't think he's moving a line more than two points, if that. I would say a point no, and a half. Yeah, like point shitty half, right? quarterbacks. Yeah. Shitty, I mean, what's his equivalent? Like a fucking league average quarterback moving a line? I don't know. Tweet Ralph. Like, see what happens. Yeah. I mean, Chris, <laughs> he was your he was your MVP last season, right? So do you think I mean he's gotta be easily one of the more valuable non quarterbacks that would move a line, right? Yeah, I mean, but it, it goes to show you, wasn't Chase rookie of the year? He's like one of the best, and they don't even fucking move it at all when he goes out. So it's just, I don't know, a lot of these skill players are worth a lot less than you think. I'm going to Google it, man. I'm going to Google it, Matthew. Yeah. I'm cold. Uh, all right. We could ask JM, too. We could just JM or uh, Cornegay and ask them. <laughs> Well, it's an interesting matchup because I think the Bucks have lost six in a row against the spread, and we all know how soft the Rams are having to go play across the country in Tampa Bay. I mean, what are the Rams now? Are they three and five? Are they yeah. both three and five? No, they're three and four because they already had their the Rams bye. have had their bye. Okay, so the Rams can get back to five hundred. The Bucks are three. Are the Bucks three and five? Bucks are three and five. Okay, so isn't this kind of a gotta have it spot for the Bucks, or maybe not because no one's running away with that division? Yeah, I mean, I don't think they're too concerned about the Falcons maintaining, but you know, I don't think they want to drop to three and six. So it All could right. be a similar similar thought you had on the Browns, you know, at home. 
I got uh, the info on Cooper Cup. Sorry not to throw you guys off, but they they, they have them ranked. This website has them ranked as the 30th most valuable spread player in the NFL at 1.5 points. How many quarterbacks? Is that all including quarterbacks? That includes or how many, all players in the NFL. All players. So, I gotta so how, many, how many non-quarterbacks are ahead of him on that list? Fuck, I don't know, dude. I got I, I, it's like a tweet per guy, so it would take me forever. Oh, okay. I thought you had a list of the top thirty. I mean, fuck. Okay. They have Justin Fields at two and a half. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is I think I mean I don't right. I don't think Cooper Cup's moving a line very much at all. I mean, obviously maybe half a point, and then there's going to be a bunch of fucking people that'll fade him because he's not playing. So that might move the line, but I don't think Vegas is going to factor in more than. Like I said, a point, point and a half for Cooper Cup. Well, the point, point and a half is more valuable when it goes through three. So if this line's two right. and a half and Cooper Cup were to miss the game, I mean, they probably three and a half. Yeah. Probably move it through the three. So we'll see. Uh, people that are betting on this game, obviously keep on keep an eye on that. I mean, the Rams have shown an ability to do very little outside of throw it to him. Uh, there was a lot of hype last week about Van Jefferson coming back. Did he, how many, did he even get meaningful snaps? I didn't see him. It's going to be cool, too, when Matt Stafford takes over the NFL lead in interceptions this week, too. Yeah, he did not have one last week, right? Correct. Yeah, he's got eight, and uh, Matty Ice has nine. So, barring any <laughs> What's he doing these days? <laughs> I'll let you know yeah, when it's so, Indianapolis again. Yeah. Yeah, I don't he – may, he may have some free time to, to grab a beverage with you. So yeah, Bucks is an interesting play. Um, extra rest? Does that matter at all, Joe? Coming off a Thursday game? Uh, potentially, I don't know. Nobody knows shit, man. Uh, it could factor in a little bit. I don't. I, I just. I. It, it's not about the rest to me. It's about just the shit. The the matchup of the Buccaneers defensive line versus the fucking Rams offensive line. And I think Stafford's going to throw two picks and. It may be close, but I think that TB12 finally covers a spread. What do we usually have uh, Stafford's interceptions prop at? Is it usually minus 150? It's Yeah, it's about minus 150. I bet it like minus 160 against the Niners, remember? Or it was like minus 130, and then we talked about it, and then Chris ended up firing it at minus 160. Okay. The first Niner game. We cashed that worth a look. Cashed that cock piece in the first quarter, so that was nice. Pick yeah, three. definitely worth a look this week. I mean, the Rams can't run the ball for Dick, so keep maybe that interception prop is a good one to look at. So, Joe, Tampa Bay, like that one. Chris Duke, I'm circed. 25 and 15. You're right there, four and a half off the pace. Where are you looking? I want to. I was going to say Lions again. I was going to say Lions, but watch. We'll get <laughs> off them like Tommies. And they'll, we've been on twice and they broke parts two weeks in a row but i think we'll go with one well riley had freck had lions in it but we also both had the new york jets in our picks i think they're scrappy it was 13 i hope they made it 12 and a half in the they did they did good good 12 12 12 12 yeah. 12, flat. 12 fuck yeah dead number bitch so <laughs> we'll take it jets look like shit I don't know if you've noticed, but Zach Wilson sucks ass, especially Milfass. And 
the, I mean, the Bills, what can you say? They should have won by 50, man. If, uh, you know, Allen doesn't throw two picks in the second half there. They blow Packers out. Everyone saw it on primetime, how easy it was for them to move it down the field. Free money. So we'll take the Jets and a bounce back home. Division dog. Before the bye week, it's a beautiful trend so far. Let's keep it going. Well, that's poop. That's for sure. That is poop. <laughs> I mean, I was looking at that too. It's just, it's just hard to go against, you know, what they're going to be going against. I mean, they looked like they knew what they were doing offensively with Brees Hall, but now with him out, and I mean, the Patriots did exactly what you would think and hope, you know, an intelligent defense would do without their best weapon. Elijah Moore is dead for all intents purposes. Doesn't uh, exist. Yeah, I mean, Zach Wilson might have worse numbers than Daniel Jones in the Giants offense as well. So it's it's just, man, that to me is just a stay away. Like, it's, it's always fun to say, okay, I'll take the points, but I feel like the Bills can flip, you know, one pick six, you know, 14-point swing, and you're already covering. I mean, that's, that's essentially what happened to Neil's bullshit Bears last week. Yeah, and the the big red machine, Jared actually brought this one up to me too. I think he's leaning Jets. He just he he sent me a text and said, "Hey, when was the last time a five and three team as in a division game was twelve point fucking home dogs?" And I was like, "That's a good point." I mean, good luck. Only Chris would step in front of the Bills two weeks in a row. I think we can all agree on that. I just don't know where the Jets' offense comes from. I mean, it, Kyle's right. The, the running game has completely dried up without Brees Hall. Look what happened to the Jets when the Patriots made them one-dimensional. One and Zach Wilson's throwing up lollipops. I mean, Yikes. they. I mean, it, and if you look at the trade for James Robinson, it's like I mean, on paper, I don't even I don't even know how to word this. Like it's it seems like you know they're trying to do the right things, but you know fill the gap, but. He, his yards per carry are like terrible. He's just a, a pound, pound, pound. Maybe he breaks one away, but overall, he he doesn't he doesn't really move it. You know, Michael Carter is a good, you know, fantasy wise PPR guy. He can catch it out of the backfield, but he's also not big enough to take 20, 20 carries. So I don't know that that, that offense is don't turn the ball over, and I'm. I, they got a shot to cover. Well, you look at, like, I mean, okay, how are you going to stay in a game against the Bills? The Packers kind of offered the blueprint, right? Like, when you have sort of a limited offense, you run the hell out of the ball. You get good gains, seven, eight, nine yards. You get first downs like the Packers did with Aaron Jones. You control the ball for a long time. And I just – I I don't personally see the Jets. But Matt, how lucky that. were we to cover that game the other night? Both. Like, well, Matt, also at the five. Yeah, Josh Allen threw two picks in the fucking red zone. How, yeah. how often is he going to do that? Especially against a fucking division team that he knows well. I mean, maybe Salah can fucking dial some shit up to confuse him, but I mean, highly doubtful. I don't know. I like I said, Jared leans one way, and I I, I don't know if he wants it, he can have it. But I'm not going to make an argument for the goddamn Jets. <laughs> Two blows. 
two pretty much blowouts last year. Buffalo won both obviously outright, like a 45-17 and then a 27-10 game. Was that in week 18 so, though, Neil, the 27-10? I, I thought I looked at I thought I looked at this a couple of days ago. I wanted to see how they did as well. How was it was week 18, yeah, it was the 27-10. And I don't know. I mean, the Bills were probably playing for seeding, so maybe they had start, but again. Wilson threw for 87 yards that game. Nice. Pretty That's okay. pretty good. Pretty decent. Yeah. Decent. Oh, man. All right. Kmart and Neil, who wants to – I don't know who wants to speak on behalf of you guys. You can both get one. I don't know who wants to start. Well, let Kmart go. I have a weird feeling that Kmart and I are going to be opposing on this one. So I want to say <laughs> right. I'm going to let him go, and I'll let you know if, they, if we are. I mean, I mean, I, I, I got a lot this week, but I think – one of my favorites is is that Vikings game. Okay. You know, you, you got the revenge spot with Kirk Cousins coming home. You like so that. clearly you got to take the commies plus three and a half, right? Uh, like, like I, I can totally see Kirk doing something absolutely ridiculous because he doesn't seem to play well under pressure, um, whether it's prime time or other situations. I can see him finally throwing up a – a brick. Um, they were lucky to cover last week. They're six and one, which I love for all my futures, but they're kind of in a fade spot for me. I don't think they're a real six and one team. So, man, I'm kind of looking at them and two other teams where I'm just going to kind of say F it and fade them, you know, each and every week for a while because I, I just I don't think they're as good as their record is. So, you know, I I'm hoping. The Vikings can kick a game-winning field goal, win this thing by one to three, and get me the cover. But I'm not going to be surprised with what the Commanders have been doing. You know, if they win this game outright as well, um, I like what they're doing offensively. You know, they're doing just enough defensively as well, staying in ball games. And yeah, Commanders plus three and a half. So here's the. Uh, so it's not. A, I'm not totally against. But here's the. Here's the one thing that I thought was interesting when I looked at this game and it's what came out just today, right? Dan Snyder's looking to come out and sell the team. That guy's been a distraction for a decade, man. And I, and I agree with you, but I was listening. I wasn't follow the money. It was somebody else who was out in what it was from Vison that was out in, in Washington. And they said that they were amazed at the fact of how little last weekend commanders, Redskins shit you saw around that town, right? With nothing else going on. There was nothing. There was just nothing. Like, I wonder if it's one of those interesting things where, like, <clears throat> now that he's selling, because I know that the, the narrative is nobody likes this guy. They're all ready for him to get out. He's been a disaster. Is there, like, this weird narrative where, like, people show up this week, like, fans wise? And is there this weird narrative that they all of a sudden, like, the players and the team is going to react differently? with this coming out it's just a, it's a weird thing to happen sort of you know had to happen in the middle of the season where it's like everyone's going to be relieved that he is finally leaving and this whole big massive distraction may you just said he's so I, or is it going to create or is it just going to blow going up on for years dude yeah he's been a piece of shit for years that's not i don't think that's is now thing. no no and that's that exactly you guys make my <laughs> the point. only been, thing that's been changed is he's years. open to it it's not like he said he's going to I do it. Like he just finally this. said because of all this. the owners. You don't do this. He's, coming out they, and saying f this guy, like he needs to get out of the league, but, and he's coming out saying, "Oh, well, I got I got juice on the commissioner," you know, and 
all this it's a mafia run organization no shit like no, you couldn't and say anything that surprises anybody on this podcast of course not but I'm just saying, is it, it's a weird spot that they could come out that they come out because it's like a relief that everyone has wanted this to happen, including Washington D.C. Just the fan base has wanted it. Well, to who happen. gives a fuck? We're talking about the spread right now. We don't give a shit about the fan base. But wouldn't wouldn't you say that that is a good thing for you? You, you think the players actually want this guy? Don't you think that's going to fire them up and it's know. a bet on reason for them? Not. A I don't bet think off? it fucking matters. I don't think it matters at all. The players are going to play for themselves no matter what. I think now they're like, oh, <clears throat> but it's not like every player's in a contract yeah. forever. If they don't fucking like it, they can leave the Redskins and go sign somewhere else. And Dan Snyder ain't changing that. <laughs> very <laughs> weird. I'm just saying it's a very weird dynamic. It was also weird when he got caught with fucking hookers and shit. So it's not like <laughs> this is. That's not weird. That's normal. <laughs> This is the NFL. Yeah, I don't know. I think you're looking at we're, – we're trying to talk about a spread, maybe like a little bit of X's and O's, and now you're talking about the fucking fan base. Like, who gives a shit? But I'm just talking about everything in general that this entails, right? Everything that is at, that that this cascades downwards from owner all I the guess. way back to the fan base. I don't know, Neil. How much – okay, Neil, how much is Dan Snyder selling the team and now the fans carrying worth ATS? <laughs> Plus or minus six and a half. No, who the fuck knows? I don't know. <laughs> right? I don't know. It's just, it's just a weird. It's just one of those weird dynamics that you just don't see very often. Right in the middle of a, in the middle of a season. Hmm. I, I just don't know what effect that has on the players. It goes from coach from GM to coaching to decision making on the field to the players to the fans. It, it cascades. All the way through. In some regard, yeah, but I don't, no I don't think they give a shit about – they just say, as long as he pays me, I don't think they give a shit. Like Exactly. If, if he and died River, tomorrow, I don't think they'd give a shit. Riverboat Ron doesn't give a flying fuck about <laughs> that either. So, I mean, you think he's going to change his coaching style now? Fuck no, he doesn't give a shit. <laughs> well, so, Joe, I, I want to know your your take on the pick because you, you talked the other night on our recap how the commanders have just been – I mean, you've been against them and they have won. You've been on them and they've lost. This is, a, I, what do you think of this play on Washington with three and, and the hook? Uh, <laughs> Say no more. Honestly, dude, I think it, I, I, I'm just befuddled, but um, I think it's a little bit baity. Um, I think I would have made that spread three plus three. And I, there's a lot of fucking people and money on it, and I don't know. But, I mean, it's the NFL dude catching three and a half at home. It's not a bad play, in my opinion, but it's just hard to take. Like I say almost every week, if it wasn't the fucking commanders, if it was a different helmet decal on the side there, I'm probably more inclined to do it. But, yeah, it's it's definitely, yeah, I mean – I really don't, I don't have a lean like I would lean commanders, but I, gun to my head, that's what I would I would do. I mean, I, I agree with Kyle that the Vikings are kind of in fade territory right now. I mean, that's what I fucking thought last week, Joe. We both played the goddamn Cardinals against them, and they just made too many mistakes to cover that spread. Right. <clears throat> yeah. Tough um, one. Yeah, tough one, but that happens. The one thing you can say is that you know Washington 
they're going to get Chase Young back, not for this game, but pretty soon. Their D line already gets a lot of pressure. They did have, they did cause Ellinger to fumble. They they forced a Jonathan Taylor fumble last week. So, I mean, God, if they can just create a couple turnovers, I think they'll be in great shape. But Minnesota, it's, I just, I don't think they're that good, but their record is that good. So they're a hard team for me to figure out too. Right. Yeah. And so I think that's why I think it's a little bit baity because a lot of people look at the, you know, six and one team playing the fucking, oh, you only got to lay three and a half. You're, they got to win by four. Oh, that's easy. A lot of squares. But hey, let's also say that Washington's got some momentum right now. I mean, that game winning sure. drive against, I mean, Joe, you, you remember that because that fucked you royally yep. uh, being on the Colts. So, kid, I mean, Kyle, how much of that is part of, maybe liking Washington as well that like they just had this crazy rally for comeback they've won both games Heineke has started as underdogs I mean he's kind of got them back to life a little bit yeah I mean you know I I agree with Joe you know to at least touch on a point he made it it does feel a little square doggy but um how often do you see McLaurin get excited yeah, they were fired I mean, up. I, I, if you're ever going to talk about a team rallying around a player, you know, it's going to be something like that. Heineke, however the hell you say his name, Heineken, he, you know, he's, he started before this season. He started in a playoff game and, you know, they know him. They like him. Who knows? Maybe they thought he should have been given the shot this year and not gone after broken Dick Wentz. Um so, you know, there, there are just so many things, but it's it's more of a play on – it's just their defense is good. Their offense can do just enough. And, again, Vikings 6-1, and one, hell, I, I hope they win. But it's just it, – I don't think they're as good as their record is. You know, their one loss is, was just being dismantled by Philly. Not saying that Philly's not good. You know, they're undefeated. They're great. But I don't know. Maybe I'm way off. Yeah, dude, I think Terry McLaurin's such an underrated receiver, too. He's borderline top five, six in the NFL. And fuck, one dude. wants to trade for him in goddamn fantasy, though, Joe. No one, no one cares. Nobody gives a fuck. Nobody exactly. Gives a fuck. <laughs> I'm just that. saying, in general, like, I think it's pretty admirable the fact that Terry McLaurin's this fucking good with assholes throwing to him. Yeah. Like if, a, okay. if he was on the fucking Packers, what kind of numbers would he put up? Put up? Well, that's an interesting game. Um, I wonder which side will be more bet in that one in the contest. I, I could see a lot of people be on Minnesota for being six and one. I could also see a lot of people thinking three and a half at home. Uh, I'll take I that. Wouldn't, so. I, I wouldn't be surprised if it's top five consensus. If, yeah. if uh, Washington Redskins are consensus cock neil give us uh something you're looking at all right so i i really don't like much this week um but i wanted to say when it first came out the one that i was going to take and i looked at it even pre before last week games um just because of spot what's happening um what and i wish chris was still on because this this is dead number special but i'm thinking about the other side like i have no problem laying five and a half with bill belichick at home against dude, a rookie against dude, a rookie I almost did Colts. This you were right. I, I, I could have sworn you were going to. I really thought you were <laughs> going to do Colts again. Um and 
it has nothing to do with right with what happened last week. It's simply a matter of this is the Bill Belichick special, right? This is the guy who's 13 and 0 uh, straight up at home against rookie court QBs. This is the guy who just dominates any team that is one that's going to be one dimensional. Um, I think you see that. I think you end up seeing the same thing, you know, come Sunday where it's not going to be pretty. This is going to be an ugly game. This well, is be careful. Be be careful, because I had the exact same fucking thoughts the other night with the Bears. The exact same thoughts, and now we have. I agree, right? That a running team going. To, it's it's. The, I mean, but all right. So and then right, and I get that. So then also added to that, right? I don't like the fact, right? Indy gets rid of Naim Hines and sends him sends him off, right? So sort of that check down. But they got Zach Moss, baby. Yeah, great. Taylor didn't practice, right? And this is just Taylor didn't practice today. Like if anything happened and he, and he's gimpy, he's been, has been all season. If something happens there and they don't become one dimension, they can't even say that they're one dimensional anymore. Like this thing can get real ugly real quick um, in my opinion. So I think it's going to be sloppy. This is certainly not a play on new England's offensive capabilities. I think this is just one of those hats are at home facing a rookie, you know, facing a first-time quarterback coming out. And I just think this is the Bill Belichick special, in my opinion. So, um, I mean, I mean, Pats was probably my – as of right now, Pats will be my, my pick. So, so, I mean, probably the main reason why I didn't talk about the Colts is because I don't know what's happening with Jonathan Taylor. Right. Like, I'm not going to talk about a game where, you know, as Joe points out, why are you talking about it if you're not going to play it if their biggest offensive piece – isn't going to be playing. I think he is because he came back in the game last week. I think it's just load management. Is he going to have a full workload? Probably not, but I don't think, I don't think he needs to because Patriots lane five and a half. Again, another team I don't think is very good. They have a, they have a good defense, but I don't know, man. Like that's, that's going to be another fun one where I'm sure you're going to want the Pats, and I'm going to be saying let's just let's just run away and hide because I as I have that you know as I only have two games ahead of that on the list that I have right now. I le- I I lean pack to or uh, pack Patriots as well. I texted Jared again. I'm like, dude, I fucking hate to say it, but this is a I, I feel like this is a Patriots spot too, but do we think Reich might be job on the line? Yes. If they lose. Yep. Yes. Yep. So that I wonder I wonder if they he even still has the team. I mean the the Ryan benching was interesting to say the least, for lack of a better word. Uh they do trade a running back away, a guy that they do use. I wonder if he still even has the team. Like, are they? Would they rally around? Like, is this if it's his last stand? Would they rally around him? Yeah, but I mean, they they've been, been better as a dog for sure. Like, I scored last week. Yeah, he scored last week, but I mean, for for how they said they were going to use him, like he's been such a disappointment. And for all the games and time that JT's missed, they're not using him. I thought they did him a a, a service getting him to a team who's actually going to use him and probably really fucking well and you know hell even for zach moss it's good for him just to get out of that spot you know i, I don't know if he's gonna back up taylor you know because i got Deion jackson there but 
I don't, I don't know how much, you know, the head coach had in saying, Oh, we don't use, Hey, let's trade this guy away. Don't you think it's more, don't you think it's more problematic though? If you have a guy that is sort of thought to be it high in in Heinz, a dynamic playmaker and someone can be at, and if you don't know how to use him, isn't that problematic? And like, I get maybe like, maybe not so much with Matt Ryan. Like I don't really remember Matt Ryan in his career, like checking down to backs, so much but it's like i i thought that if any week if if there was ever a time that you needed a guy like heinz to have a check down back it's when you have a brand new quarterback and not even and a quarterback that's not even like a highly touted you know blue chipper coming out right no one thought that that was going to be able like if you can't make heinz work with ellington which like to me that should have been your game plan like Heinz workers heinz just not making it work himself like he, he has snap share, but he's not getting looks. So who whose issue is that? You know, because I mean he's had one good year, and for the past two or three seasons, all you hear about is we're gonna give Hines the ball more, and it doesn't happen. <clears throat> so if they're trying to and he's still not getting there, do you really think that's on coaching or more on him or a little of both? So that's why uh, I think you can hand, I mean it's a it's a it's a running back. You can hand him the ball if you want to. Why would they hand him the ball when they have Taylor? Like, that, I, again, <laughs> you have a beat up Taylor. I, I also thought it was just kind of a weird spot that you say you're gonna say you if you're in this sort of predicament where you have a beat up Jonathan Taylor and you're gonna say, Oh, we're gonna get rid of his backup. We'll see. All right, let's stop talking backup. about fucking Indianapolis Colts running backs. Who gives a shit? I'm talking about the I game. Figured, we figured you missed Indy, Joe. I knew you missed Indy. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. It's Pats. That's, it's Pats. And again, it's a Belichick. It's a Belichick play that this is Belichick spot to keep them to you know. I would be shocked if the Colts. I, I wouldn't be surprised if the Colts scored double digits. And if wow. they do, it's probably probably the Pats fuck something up on offense and give them a. Well, short Mac field. Jones had a pick six called back last week. He he doesn't look good right now either. Him and Zach Wilson were trying to outdo each other. So good luck, good luck laying on the decent sized number with Mac Jones, but I don't know. I don't think they like Mac Jones personally, but a um, couple other games of note. Uh, the I think the Seattle Arizona game is really interesting. Uh, no, I don't know what to do with Arizona. And I don't know at what point you just declare you watch Seattle and you just be like, wow, they're actually a solid team against everything that anyone predicted going into the season. Their quarterback doesn't turn it over. They're, their coach is getting a lot out of a roster that a lot of people thought was terrible. The rookie running back is making a difference. That's a really interesting game. You got low-hanging fruit with teams like the Chargers and the Packers laying short numbers on the road against perceived bad teams. Really, really interesting week nine. Um, you got Can the Raiders talk- off, yeah. off getting shut out. That's what I was saying. Is is uh, we got to talk about the Raiders? That's another one that's probably making it in the in in uh, our contest just because out of fucking uh, spite and uh, ignorance and stupidity, we will fucking fire the Raiders after getting shut out as home or road faves. Most likely, I what, what's it in contest? One and a half or one or two? One and a half. Uh, one and, one and, one and a half. Word up, Raider cock. Back to back weeks, Joe. That you're taking the team of the city you're visiting, though. Yeah, I don't think that's so. fun. Are you getting enamored? Are you getting enamored being within the culture of the city you're visiting? 
No, I don't think I've seen a single Raider jersey. It's everybody else. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know about that one. I want to bet. I want to bet on the Raiders after the shutout loss. But the Jaguars are kind of a. I think they're better than their record. I don't know how much that matters. And I think the Raiders I mean, cars playing terrible. They, they looked good in Kansas City. That's that's it. Do the Raiders have two wins? Yes. Are the Raiders two so wins fun. against the Broncos and the Texans? Yes. Mm-hmm. Two and five, Man. zero and four away. But this wasn't a bad offense, right? Outside of last week and just laying that egg, this hasn't been a bad offense. And is Waller dead? Like anybody Waller knows is dead. Waller? Is he just like not, dead. not into football anymore? He's just back on the on the drugs or what? He got paid and he's probably checked out. Yeah, what I mean, shit. He got more money season, to season full of rehab. <sighs> All right, everybody, keep an eye on the Twitter. We'll 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 tweet out everybody's plays, the the chart with everybody's plays over the weekend. So good luck in week nine, everybody. You're gonna need it. It's a tough week with uh, not a lot of games, few double digit spreads. We didn't even talk about the Chiefs laying a big number against the Titans. We didn't talk about Thursday night. I mean, anybody else tempted to just say fuck it and lay it with Philly tomorrow against one of the worst teams in the league without two receivers and with a defense that just got hammered a million times by Derrick Henry on Sunday? I'll play I'll play Texans money line. <laughs> oh, I thought Chris Duke left, but um, yeah. Uh, His phone died. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I'm with you, Matthew. I'm with you. I mean, that's the easy play, right? I don't know. We'll see. Should be. Should. We love that word. All right, everybody. Bet poop. Good luck. We'll see you Sunday night. Enjoy Vegas, Dad. I will. This is Fade You.